We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest episode of 21 Questions, a Q&A style show covering whatever our subscribers feel like hearing about. 21 Questions begins now. It's 21 Questions here on KC Sports Network. I'm Ken Swanson. I'm here with Craig Stout. Craig, I don't know the last time we did this together. I'm trying to remember. We don't typically do this. We're the ones that typically uh, run the thing, like read the questions out and all of that. So um, I can't wait for whatever amalgamation is coming after this. When we don't do this next week, it's just going to be a whole bunch of KCSN personalities just sitting here not knowing what to do with their hands. It's, it's going to be great. Just be real, Craig. It's one of us reminding the group that we need two people to answer questions for 21 questions that week. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. Just be honest. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think right. you, Were you on this last week? Yes, I was. Okay, so like if we are adhering to the you can't go three times rule and I'm not even here next week, well, we're both getting the week off, Craig. Mm, boy, maybe this, that, this could be fun. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why we're here today. But uh, we're excited. I love doing this with Craig. Um, I I have this theory. Like, I think Maddie and Craig is sneakily probably not sneakily. I think that's the best tandem to answer twenty one questions. I think you guys are. I think you guys are incredible. Me and Craig wind up being the sappiest. Like there's, yes. a, there's there's typically a sincere moment where both of us are just like <laughs> and y'all know it too because the people asking the questions like we don't yes. get any of the sappy questions like if it's maddie and i doing it it's like all right so you got two hot dogs that are fighting each other and can't <laughs> has one of them who's gonna you know some sort of ridiculous scenario then that same person will come back when it's kit and i it's like all right what what's the thing you love most about each other <laughs> It's, it's, we li- I think we literally got that question. We, we have, yes, we definitely have. So, yeah. so, I don't know. We'll see if we'll see if anybody gets any sentimental questions and didn't try to like make us, I don't know, tear up or something. But uh, this one won't. Corender uh, asks any predictions on when Patrick Mahomes reveals a new ca- haircut. Now, Craig, I know you haven't watched the quarterback I, yet. Mm, oh, I have. Oh, I've caught some of it. I I am now about. 
four and a half episodes in at the time of this recording. So I do have some takes here, but yes, go ahead. Okay, so uh, I was going to ask if you just caught up on Twitter, but it sounds like you actually have. Yes. Okay, Uh, so four and a half episodes in, you've heard this part then. Yes. Okay, when do you think Patrick reveals a new haircut? Um, I don't think it's going to be very long. It sounds like the man is tired of that haircut. The fact that a 27-year-old is sitting around going, well, I can't have this haircut when I'm 40. It's like, Patrick, that's 13 years away. You don't Coming from a man that is follically challenged, you don't know what's coming in the next 13 years, buddy. Like, uh, a lot of things can happen. Like, just embrace it. Grow it out. Don't, don't change it much buddy he said i can't have two kids yes in this haircut <laughs> 27 years old i know he's so mature um well uh, <laughs> no i here's the thing like supposedly he's like going to camp on like what tuesday is it this tuesday yeah Okay, so he's got one day to cut his hair now because, like, we just saw him at the American Century Championship golfing like me. Uh, and now, and now, like, he doesn't, there's not very much time to go cut your hair. I also, like, I don't know what he's gonna do. Like, what's he gonna do? And if it's, and if, and if it doesn't work, does he have to grow the hair back out? Is he gonna go full Kelsey and just, just put like a two guard on that thing and just shave it down? <laughs> there's like, no way, right? I mean, I don't know. I like I can't picture him with another haircut. So th- this whole thing is very foreign to me right now. It's 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 kind of out there. I I kind of want to see it happen just out of curiosity, but like I don't want it to be so permanent that if the juju is bad this season, I'm not talking about <laughs> Juju Smith Schuster. I'm just talking about this season. You know, uh, if it's not great, it's not. It's easy for him to go back to what he had. That's it's, all. Again, it's the Kelsey beard thing. You shave off the beard. It's like, oh, that's not working. Something's not right. I got to start growing this thing back. Maybe, gotta fix maybe it. that's what it is. Got to yeah. fix it. Uh, our guy, Joel Penfield, by the end of the year, Trent McDuffie will be a top blank cornerback in the league. I'm going to say 20. Um, I I think that that's a sweet spot for him in his sophomore year here. Um I I just need to see where he's going to play the most. I think if he's going to get played in the slot, it's going to be hard for him to be considered top 20. Like, I mean, think of all the great slot corners you know. It is rare that you look at those guys and when you're making a list of the top cornerbacks in the league that you consider them amongst those highest guys. He's certainly not going to get the media recognition if he's playing more in the slot, especially if, you know, Steve Spagnuolo has got some of the tricks up his sleeve that he does there. Meanwhile, if LeJarius Sneed is still in the slot and he's on the outside, I think it's going to kind of, I think that's the chance for him to crack into the top 20. I think he's got to have a lot of ball production out there to make that happen. Certainly got the capability to do so. And I think we've got to see you know, basically the glimpses that we saw last year, not that he was bad, but the glimpses that we saw last year need to become the consistent parts of his game. And then those glimpses need to be that next level up. Um, <laughs> You saw some ball production late in the season. Yep. Uh, you saw him make a couple of plays on the ball, like in the playoffs. Had It was almost three cornerback, rookie cornerbacks intercepting Joe Burrow. People mm-hmm. forget that Joe Burrow was terrible in that game and not remotely good enough. You uh, haven't forgotten. 
I I haven't. No, no, sir, I have not. But like, I mean, he got. I mean, Trent McDuffie got his hands on two balls in that game, and I know like he, the, the AJ Brown touchdown in the Super Bowl, like that was just a really rough snap. Uh, I won't blame the grass for that one. Uh, also. <laughs> no. You know, it was a rough snap. It, it, it was, was a rough snap. It was a rough. Snap. But guess what? AJ Brown, go to football. Like, see, that's that, a- that was it. Yeah, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's gonna. Get, I think he's starting to get his hands on the ball a little bit more. Whether that turns into actual turnovers is going to be interesting, just because, like, literally in a game of margins like this, the extra two inches of arm length probably would help to get a little bit more coming down with the football than just making great plays on the football like he did late last year. But uh, we'll 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 take what we can get here, Chief Golden Co. How will the offense be different this year without Eric Bieniemy, if at all? Well, all right. So the good news for the Chiefs is that they have a lot of carryover from last year. So you've got Matt Nagy, who's been the offensive coordinator in this offense before. Oh, and by the way, the the real brains behind all of this for I mean, this is everyone. Matt Nagy, Dougie P. Eric Bieniemy. It's not an Eric Bieniemy slight. It's everyone. Andy Reid's still here. Mister Fifty One Percent is still here. Yeah. And so that's. I mean, he's the driving force, and he's really good about creating collaboration and giving different roles out and trying to help. You know, um, get a lot of different people involved. But he's still the guy that's signing off on plays, obsessing over things, and uh, you know, spending countless hours all offseason trying to come up with stuff. Uh, not to say the rest of the staff isn't, but Andy Reid is the driving force behind all this. There's a lot of synergy back within that building. I don't think it's going to lose a step. That's not a slight of Eric Bieniemy. It's just the realities of Andy Reid and how he's done things. Look at the tr- the carryover between offensive coordinators the last decade. We haven't seen a, a drop off because the Chiefs have lost different guys. So no, I don't expect any changes. I I think the only real changes that you might see, and it might end up being a little bit of a coincidence, will happen in the run game. Uh, you know, I've theorized before that when Eric Bieniemy got a little more control of the run game, when he was escalated to that, we started to see maybe the offensive line was built a little bit different. We got to see a little, just a very little bit more gap scheme stuff, maybe a little bit more of that power football that Eric Bieniemy we know likes to run, but. It, it never fully took over because again, like, like Kent saying, Andy is the 51% there. Now all of a sudden, not just moving on from both offensive tackles there to maybe guys that are a little more adept in some zone scheme stuff. That's what Andy wants to run anyway. So, you know, if you take away some of that power football element, some of that gap scheme element, you go back to maybe more of the inside zone, outside zone, hammer that over and over and over again that would be a slight change because of the increase in frequency there but again that could just be because they added a couple of offensive tackles that are probably better suited for that versus a guy like orlando brown jr and a guy like andrew wiley apes of spades why is there no discussion of john ross potentially making the roster we know how much andy covets speed in this offense and if he can stay healthy i imagine he can be a dynamic aspect of this offense uh yeah uh i i could see that i mean we we discussed the rosses you know a, a while back here in the middle of the offseason discussing justin ross and john john ross. justin bob 
Bob, uh, well, I mean, Bob's the best. Like, let's be let's be real here. That's no slight to Justin or John. Bob just no, got a very high just, bar to clear there. It's just he, the happiest listen, trees. There's no accidents. Mm. Only only mistakes that you haven't. Oh, I forget the quote. Man, I feel bad now. Anyway, uh, a terrible Ross try. Can, I love it. it. It was a terrible try. Uh, John <laughs> Ross can absolutely make this team, and it is fully speed related. Now, questions about health. Uh, th- those are always there. Certainly the production, that speed has not turned into production at the NFL level so far, largely because of those injuries. But yeah, if you wanted to tell me that they got three weeks into camp, John Ross looks really good. And maybe some of those other guys like a Justin Watson, who are known for his speed and vertical ability, as well as the blocking special teams and all of that. You wanted to tell me that John Ross was getting more of those reps and was starting to click with Patrick a little more. Absolutely. I can see him making this roster because they do not have a burner on this roster right now. Now, that being said, they didn't have one last year when McCole Hardman was hurt and they seem to be doing just fine without that vertical element. So I don't know if he's a lock, but I can certainly see the path. I think. All right. So several thoughts. You got to ask yourself who they're replacing John Ross with. So you've got six or seven receiver spots. You know, you're, you're throwing him into the mix with the Justin and the, and the Richie James, if that's the case. And also if you're keeping seven, I think you have to, he has to beat both out. And if you're keeping seven, if you're keeping seven to keep John Ross, I kind of wonder if they kind of move that seventh receiver spot to a different position and try to stash him on the, on the practice squad, because I don't think John Ross is a guy that's getting claimed. I mean, this guy's been through waivers. He's been through the process. He's been a free agent. He's been available and it's been the health and the usage and the opportunity. Like there's just, I don't see a ton of teams lining up to try to sneak John or put John Ross on their 53 man roster. So like, I just don't, I don't know. I, I think you can get away with, leaving him off the roster and putting him on the practice squad. Frankly, I think that's in the, I think, I think he was an exclusive rights or not exclusive rights. Uh, he was a, what's the off season. What's the name of the off season signees futures. He was a futures. Yes. Contract futures, guy. Thank you. yes like yeah. He was a futures contract guy. So he was available. Like, you know, so I, I don't know. I, I think this is a guy that could be a practice squad type player for the chiefs. Uh, Craig, Per producer Nick, we don't make mistakes, just happy little accidents. You made, a, you made a happy little bit. You made a happy little accident on Listen, the quote. It wasn't a mistake, though. It was That's just true. a happy little accident. We're going to take a happy little break right after this. We'll be back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Uh, shout out Lee87 for asking a boxing question that Craig and I have absolutely no clue on. Spencer Crawford, <laughs> don't know. Uh, give me Mike Tyson in that one. Uh, and then I think I'm going to take The Undertaker in the undercard. Uh, okay. So there's that. Diggy B asks, what's the right way to squeeze toothpaste toothpaste out of a uh right way to squeeze out toothpaste? Front, middle, or back? Craig. Well, okay. I it, this, this is very this is very important to me too. I it, okay. It, it it is back. Okay. Now I know that it's back. I don't do it out of the Ooh. back. I do it out of the middle. I, I I'm certain it frustrates my significant other immensely, but um I I try. <laughs> I don't. I actually noticed it this morning. So th- this is a very relevant question that when I squeezed the toothpaste out, I went, ah, oh, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's back though. It's clearly back. Uh, it's clearly back. And it's also using, uh, if you have a manual toothbrush, using the manual toothbrush to help push the toothpaste up the tube and then slowly roll the excess space, thus creating a very efficient uh squeeze where you you don't even have to actually squeeze the toothpaste itself you can just kind of squeeze that thing at the end you know that's how i do it my wife is my wife is a uh, my wife's clean she's a very clean person she is always cleaning like house and very on top of things but her toothbrush or toothpaste looks like like uh like like a like a hardened volcano just just like it like the, the the molten lava has hardened and it's just all over it and it's just this solid mess because she's a middle squeezer and it's like there's no order to the chaos and it's just kind of just all over the place and it's inefficient and it's the it's messy and i hope she doesn't listen to this just, uh <laughs> i i think maybe back squeezers have to have middle squeezers as a part of their life to torment them subliminally the funny thing is i think my wife probably wishes i applied the back squeezing to like more areas of you know (laughs) of our household where i was a little bit you know oh you can you can take your time to clean you know to have a efficient you know toothpaste squeeze but you know you're you're leaving (laughs) you're leaving your your flip-flops out okay yeah all right all right i see how it is kate so yeah, like if I if I say anything, it's just it's gonna blow up on me, so I can't. So mm-hmm. I just you know maybe make a passive joke here or there. Uh, Diggy B also asked, "Would you rather wear silly socks or embarrassing t-shirts?" Oh, t-shirts, baby. 
Yeah, get it, get it out there. I listen because I can roll with it. Like I don't care what it says. I I can roll with it. You should see. You should see my collection of polos these days. I mean, you have, but I have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I just. I like a. I like a tacky. I like a tacky T-shirt. I like a tacky. You know, polo. You know, I'm the tackier the better. Actually, the move is a a tacky polo. And no socks because you're wearing, you know, Tevas. That's really the move. That is the move for me now. If I'm being That's the candid, most thing you've ever said. You have, yeah, it is. I and I own it. I mean, that's that's me now. Uh, that's just me now. Um, Isaac Hugh, what TV show has the best ending of all time? You go first because I got a couple. Unless you can't <laughs> pick one, you're gonna do something kind of off the off the map here. I have a feeling. Yeah, I just have a yeah. feeling it's going to be like a TV show that's a little bit, I'm not going to say culty, but like maybe a little bit more niche. I just have a feeling. Okay. Did you watch The Sopranos? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't really know. Like, it's kind of weird. It's like, I, like, I think, I think Breaking Bad ending, Breaking Bad's ending was really good. It's really hard to stick the landing on all these shows. And I think you remember the horrendous, finishes more than you remember <laughs> you know <laughs> how about your mother's ending was awful oh <laughs> i love like the show the entire last season on fire <laughs> yeah, there's, i mean but there's a few shows there's a few money grabs like that let's be honest i think succession's ending was actually really good but i don't think i'm gonna put it at the top i think i'd go with breaking bad craig I was going to say the Colt hit Breaking Bad, you know, <laughs> for mine. So, I mean, it, you know, expect okay. that. I could just yeah. see you doing like, look, uh, this Japanese uh, cartoon I used to watch. was. Okay. Uh, so, before you go any further in there. You're a man of uh, culture. A- Avatar The Last Airbender was probably my number two. Like, that show was incredible. It see? was absolutely was incredible. I actually watched it with my, with my uh, six-year-old daughter. Uh, it's one of her very favorite shows that she loves to watch. Like she, we probably watched it start to finish three or four times. Like oh, she loves it. I, they knew they were getting three seasons. They knew what they were going through. And when you get to see a series that has that kind of foresight and has that ability to plan out the story the way that it is, knowing that you've got a finite time, you're going to get three seasons and you're going to end it there. It makes it so much more satisfying because they the pacing is right. The way that it ended was perfect. Like uh, the storytelling was great. Like it's a phenomenal show. Yes, it is a cartoon, but it is a phenomenal show. Have you have you watched Succession yet? No, I have not. Are you going to? Uh, probably yes. Yeah, you should. I need to, I need to get it in before football season starts and my life just gets consumed. But did yes. you? Did you finish Ted Lasso? Oh yeah. Okay. Can can we just sidebar really quick? Sure. Just a quick take. Not I, it, spoilers for Ted Lasso. Do we need to? No. Okay. It's not cool. a it's not a spoilers type thing. I cool. just I was very disappointed in season three because it felt like they tried to squeeze sixteen <laughs> storylines in three seasons into the final season, and it. The rhyme reason, like Ted was barely in it, and I feel like they. I mean, they. I know they left some open ended stuff, you know, 
Uh, I liked it. I liked it. And I mean, yes, they did try and squeeze a ton, but that's why the episodes were like an hour and a half, two hours long every week (laughs) instead of being the 30 minutes they were before. But yeah. And I, it's not that I, it's not that I disliked it and it's not that I had a, didn't enjoy watching it. I just didn't, uh, I, I didn't feel the same level of emotional resonance or, I don't know, just a lot of like the things that I, I loved about the first season, first two seasons weren't necessarily there the same way they were. And I think it was just a lot. That's all mm-hmm. without saying anything. Yeah, that's fair. That's, that's just, fair. Not that I disliked it. And there's still, you know, it was cool to see some payoffs for some of the characters and, you know, all that stuff. <gasps> Spoiler, you know, but <laughs> final season finale and some people are happy at the end. What? Yeah. Uh, you know, so uh, <laughs> Maddie asks in the KCSN circus. What event would the other person be the star of? Oh, juggling. Kit would be a juggler. Yes. Why do you say that? Because it's all about flair. You gotta (laughs) you gotta look good and you gotta put on a show. Like I fully believe that like if you told me that Kent was an excellent juggler, I it would be the least surprise of anything (laughs) that I would have ever known about Kent before. I Uh, I, like this one's easy for me. It's clearly juggling. Juggler. Yeah, I I can juggle three balls poorly, poorly. See, you've tried; it works. And by the way, Maddie's a lion tamer. I mean, he works with animals all the time. He's kind of got to be fearless. Ooh, so yeah, I like that one. Um, I think you'd be the ringleader. No, you're the you're great. You're just you're you're great. That's all. Craig is great. Craig is great at everything. He can do everything. That feels you, like a cop out. No, nah, it is a little bit. But like, <laughs> I, have to, you, I have to lean into the bit, right? No. Nobody has to lean into this bit. Like we okay. can bury the bit. I no, we're not we're never gonna do that. I I feel like you would be some you would be like a extremely technically proficient thing. Cause you are technically pr- proficient in so many different things. It'd probably be like it'd be like the high wire act. And I know like you're not like I, I know like, you're like if we're if we're leaning into like our traits as people, you are extremely skilled. And that is like the most high level, high risk, high skill thing you could possibly do. And you've walked the tightrope in life, managing 80,000 different things at times. So, yeah, you'd be the, you'd be a high wire act because that's how you've managed some stuff. I would you know. die. I would take two See, steps and die. You're the most <laughs> modest acrobat I've ever seen in my life. Casey from Casey. How much improvement can we expect from Jalen Watson and Joshua Williams this year? And can you guys give us more details regarding McDuffie's injury? I, we can't talk about McDuffie's injury. No. I don't think no, there's nothing to know right now for us. I, um, we'll start to, uh, well, we won't really start to hear stuff about camp because they don't have to report injuries yet, but Andy might give us a little more details here and there. I'm let's do, up, but let's do yeah, Watson and Williams though. Go Watson and Williams though. Yeah. Um, I, I think that Jalen Watson throughout his career is going to be just really solid throughout his entire career. I think that you're going to have the same floor and ceiling pretty much year to year now it'll move you know kind of slightly but I don't think it's going to be these big wild swings from Jalen Watson I think you're going to see a guy that when asked to fill in or start he's going to produce pretty well 
going to have a little bit of ball production. He's going to be in the right place more more often than not. He's going to be a pretty decent tackler. I think that he's just giving you a nice high floor for either a CB3 or a CB4 in this offense. Joshua Williams has the traits, athletic ability, you know, everything like that to be a, a high ceiling lockdown corner. We talked about it when he was drafted. This is a guy that coming out of Fayetteville State, needed some seasoning, needed some time to get up to the speed of the game. You saw them really try and focus and work him into the defense a little bit more in the middle of the year. And then when the chips were on the table, they pulled that back a little bit, went with a guy with, you know, kind of the nice, solid approach to everything in Jalen Watson. If Joshua Williams gets this all to click, I think he's right up there with the rest of the Chiefs cornerback group. And I mean that in a very positive way. He's got a really high ceiling. I really like the length. I really like the ability to play the ball. Like all all the things that he brings to the table have true CB1-ish type tendencies there. But it's just about putting it together. So if he has a good offseason, puts it together this year, it could be one of those things where the expectations would be really, really high about middle of the season. Derek in the mountains asks, does ketchup belong on a hot dog? No, ketchup doesn't belong on anything. <laughs> Sorry, Patrick. <laughs> uh, all right. So I, I'm not a big ketchup guy on a hot dog. If there's mustard on it, I can live with it. Piggybacking off that Corinder asks regular or spicy deli mustard on a bratwurst. Oh, spicy, spicy Spices with, there. with, uh, with sauerkraut. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just load that up. Have you ever put jalapenos on a bratwurst? Oh, absolutely. I prefer well, it. Pickled jalapenos especially. You know, th those will swap those in for the sauerkraut. You don't have mm. to do both at once. <laughs> I have. It's good, but yeah. Okay, so I want to go back to catch really quick. Yeah. Because today, my wife and I decided to go to Raising Cane's. I make sure to emphasize that this was a family decision as to not continue to lean in the bit that the only thing i like is are chicken, chicken fingers, fingers. hey uh Kent, what did you eat at raising canes the only thing they serve oh Greg. okay chicken fingers got it got it okay cool uh i was not leaning chicken fingers today let the record show uh we just couldn't find anything we wanted follow Anyways. up question <laughs> were you happy with your decision were you happy with the decision to go to canes it was fine yeah, no, you were happy with it. And I, did you it was fine. Did, did you find the meal appetizing? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what I, I feel like chose you know, chicken fingers, ate them, and liked them. Got it. We've, we've had tacos two straight days. I almost wanted a third straight day. <laughs> like I was that close. Um, <laughs> anyways. All right. So I you know, I got the cane sauce as one should. Um, but yeah, I think they make their cane sauce in-house like at that day. I'm 99% sure ketchup's involved in that cane sauce, guys. Because uh is it the cane there that was it mixed? It wasn't mixed. There was a glob of just unmixed ketchup in my cane sauce. I'm not okay. a big ketchup guy. I had a half cup of ketchup. mayonnaise, quarter cup of ketchup. And okay. then black pepper, garlic powder, and Worcestershire sauce. I didn't need to know those ingredients to know that ketchup is in it because ketchup was in my canes and it was not mixed and I was a little thrown off. So mm. 
actually knowing the ingredients makes me like it. Le- I'm just, you know, Nick, our producer, Nick learned that they have honey mustard at Kane's like yesterday. So, uh, good for, good for him to finally. I, hey, Kent, Kent, I had, uh, uh, Takatsu ramen and uh, spring rolls and a uh, tuna and salmon poke bowl tonight. It was yeah, great. You're it was a, wonderful. You're, you're a man of culture, and you're yes, so cultured. I am. That you, yeah, you're so cultured that you need a break. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. KC Chris asks, what accomplishment or milestone do you most look forward to Patrick Mahomes achieving that he already hasn't? Um, it's it's the Hall of Fame at this point. I don't mm. know that there's anything more that I quote unquote need him to achieve for my fandom. Another Super Bowl? Great. It'd be cool. I'm on board with it. You gave me two. I'm good, buddy. Like, I don't, I mean, most fan bases don't get two Super Bowls in their lifetime. I know that he's always going to be compared to, you know, other dynasties and stuff like that now. That's where we are in his tenure and in his, you know, in this team's kind of oeuvre. But it is enough. What he has done is enough. He could retire tomorrow and, he would go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever live. He would easily make the Hall of Fame. We would hang his – we'd retire the number 15 in Kansas City. Yes. It would happen. So everything that he needs to do, he's already done on the field. Am I looking forward to watching him for another 10 to 12 years? Absolutely. It's going to be awesome and great and wonderful. But the Hall of Fame is really it for me, and it's already a foregone conclusion that he's in. I think if he walked today, walked away today, we'd have an argument that he's the greatest player of all time, mm-hmm. because like the you know, the I, there's there's an argument to be made. Um, I don't know. Like, I think I think it'll be fun when he has a winning record over Joe Burrow, so we can shut that narrative up. That'll be delicious. It's kind of weird where the heat's not on until one of those young quarterbacks wins the Super Bowl, you know, and so. I think if if one if 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 by some miracle, and I mean miracle, this Joe Burrow is to win a Super Bowl in Cincinnati. It's not that far gone. By but yes, go some ahead. Some miracle in a scenario that doesn't seem remotely logical, possible, feasible. Uh, if the defense gets hot, if <laughs> you know. <laughs> Whatever it might take, Jamar Chase breaks forty-two tackles. If Jamar tackles. Chase, if if they switch positions and Jamar Chase proves to be a good quarterback, um, whatever, if something like that happens, um, if the heat if the heat kind of gets on, like okay, now someone's back on his heels again a little bit, you know, I think I think the next one will be really gratifying, um, it. I think continuing to stomp the legacies of other quarterbacks could really be really fun. So if he does that, and if he's if he's able to do that, and kind of just you know the the caveat for Josh Allen as well, he was in the Mahomes era, so it's really not fair. He's going to turn you know all of them into uh, who's the who's the dunker, the high flying dunker in Atlanta. What was his name? 
or Clyde, Clyde Drexler. Oh, like yeah. that, that was it wasn't in Atlanta. That's but there was somebody else, Dawkins, uh, in in Atlanta back when Jordan was there. Sorry. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> if he's just able to tamp down some of the legacies of some of these other guys, and there's got to be a an asterisk that was like, well, you know, to be fair, he was in the Mahomes era. Like that's I, mean, I think we do that all the time with the Brady era. We do. Yeah. Like you look back at that this past 12, 13 years, Peyton Manning, uh, he won a couple Super Bowls. It's like, you know what? It's really hard to win Super Bowls when you're playing against Tom Brady all the time. Belichick. Eli wins a couple Super Bowls. It's really hard cam- to win a in the cameras. I mean, I mean, it's yeah, of course, but I mean, look, since, a- since Patrick Mahomes has been in the NFL since he was drafted, there has been one AFC quarterback to win the Super Bowl that wasn't Patrick Mahomes, and it was Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's wild. I, yeah. If Mahomes gets to five, we get to start running our mouths because it's, well, we can already run our mouths. We I can, mean, I'm talking about yeah. with Tom, with the Tom uh, fair. goat yeah. stuff where. Well, okay. Well, how many times has Andy Reid got caught cheating? How many times has you know Patrick Mahomes been talking about deflating footballs? Like, there's too much stuff every single year with the Patriots, them trying to get away with stuff that, like, you know. Sure. I'm just saying. Sure. Kay Gumminger sure. asks, "This is oh, here's the sentimental stuff. Uh, yeah. All right, so get the <laughs> tissues ready. Uh, what What was the hardest part from of going from one kid to two kids, Craig?" Um, oh man, um, you don't get to tag team anymore. Like you don't get to go, Hey, I need a break. You know, can, can you take over for just a little bit? Like it, it does, it, you know, it, of course it makes sense. Like logically you think of things that way and you're like, Oh yeah, that that's fine. I mean, especially with my first, um, we thought that she was not a great sleeper. Come to find <laughs> awesome sleeper as compared to the second so like there there's stuff like that that you know you hear about and you know but in reality it is the fact that it is all hands on deck when the second one comes along it it takes a lot more energy you don't get breaks anymore you don't get those moments anymore it just takes all of your divided attention to do all of that stuff and it's wonderful it's yeah, wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, I don't think I'm saying anything out of line telling people that our timelines for our children's ages are very similar, right? Very similar, yes. Okay, and there's decent sized gaps between our first and our second children, correct? Okay, I'm not, I, I didn't think I was, you know, um, the, 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 the timeline starting all over again, the cycle starting all over again <laughs> is kind of a culture shock, too. Because your kids get a little bit older, they get a little bit more self-reliant for us. Like they're, they're a little bit more, or le- you mm-hmm. know, they can handle themselves a little bit easier. And then all that comes tumbling down all over again. And you don't kind of have that kind of wiggle room or freedom that you might've had a little bit because you started all over again with another child. So there's a little bit of that. Um, you lose a little bit of opportunities with the first kid. And I think that's a hard part too. Because it's very hard you know, the dynamics obviously change and the, the first kids got to navigate, you know, another child into the, into the mix too. And that can't, that's not always necessarily the easiest thing because, you know, they're not necessarily always the center of attention. It makes it off. It makes it a little bit harder to, 
you know, try to spend a little bit more isolated time with one of the kids, you know, the, especially the first kid. So like, you've got to be a little bit more intentional with that. So some of the balancing there is just how you navigate that a little bit. Um, like, you know, me and my first child, we used to do a lot of stuff, just us. And it gets a little harder to do that because you also want to try to give breaks to, you know, <laughs> you know, to your wife or whatever. So like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just balance. It's I mean, that, that, those are the, those are the tough stuff. Those are the tough stuff. I think. It's not just, Hey, we're going to multiply this times two. No, it's, it's so much more than that. And there's so many more things. So yeah, it's, it, you just know that you don't know anything like <laughs> yeah. as most things in life know that you don't know anything and that you need to learn and approach every situation with its own unique spin. Yep. Uh, Z and asks, what's your best suburban dad yard hack? I mean, for, <laughs> okay. Well, okay. One yeah, go ahead. Yeah. All I right. Don't mind. All right. Yeah. So, so Maddie, defines every every year maddie defines me as something okay mm -hmm. it's like golf kit or like so one year i was golf kit because i got obsessed with golf i think one I'm, year i think exactly i'm still golf kit i think i'm still just golf kit uh one year i was smoker kit because i got really into like you know smoking stuff mm -hmm. on my trigger and all that stuff maddie was I, so i asked maddie I was like what's this year's kit gonna be he said mowing in straight lines in your yard kent meticulous about his lawn kent that still hasn't hit so my, my it's not it's not my piece <laughs> of advice but this I, I i do enough yard work still like to you know have to maintain and all that stuff um overseeding does not mean over over overseeding okay <laughs> now you can you can over overseed that is, it is a possibility. So you want to, you want to spread liberally, but you don't want to spread too much because you don't want too thick of a yard and you don't want like to oversee. You can, you can create a little bit more problems with over overseeding. I have learned. Uh, so there is that. Um, uh, my suburban dad hack is move to Colorado where they do zero scaping and your yard barely requires any attention whatsoever. I can mow and weed eat my entire yard in seven minutes. It's glorious. <sighs> also, um, the grass pad has something it's like idiots. Like it's like, it's like yard work are landscaping for idiots or yard yard maintenance for idiots just do that it's super easy they give you yard work for dummies as nick springer has uh has reminded us in the chat yeah it's it's a game changer it's super easy super simple to follow it's not you know over you, you can just you can handle it very easily so um we should try to get the grass pad to, grass pad to sponsor this i guess just DRK, favorite TV shoot, TV show or movie of the year so far? Ooh, um, let's see. TV show of the year is The Bear. Um, I holy cow, this season was absolutely incredible. I was a massive fan of the first season. This season somehow raised it up a notch. Um, I had a moment there again. Trying to avoid spoilers. There's one episode where there are a lot of very famous people in it. And I thought, man, 
this is a lot of work that we're putting a big hard pivot on this. And that episode might be the best episode of TV that I've probably seen in five or six years. Like uh, it was, yeah. it was that level of good. Um, I, I just think they absolutely killed the season. I, I felt so good about the absolute, the season and where it's going after this. I, I just loved it. Uh, you haven't watched succession then. I have not. Succession gives you the, I believe, the best moment in television history. Um, genuinely, and it's it's a moment that is really hard to. I'm not gonna. I'm no spoilers, obviously. It's a moment that is a payoff. It is a moment that is, um, stunning. The timing is brilliant. It affords the audience the opportunity to kind of respond emotionally the same way characters are i'll just leave it at that it's one of the most brilliant moments and decisions in television i've ever seen and i love it favorite music genre or era also from just drk i want to know this from craig because craig like craig's got a very broad spectrum of music and our i have a pretty broad spectrum too and ours cross over in a lot of different areas I'm curious what your favorite genre or era is, though. Holy cow. That is impossible. Um, I like so many. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> holy sh- Um, Let's see here. I'm a big fan of, uh, like, uh, British and Scottish noise pop. Um, but uh, really, uh, basically, all of it. I, I don't I'm have in. that. Especially, <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, I know you know that of me, especially like, you know, big, heavy, you know, big time shifts, There's stuff that's very influenced by like the Pixies, where there's abrupt time shifts, but it's also very influenced by like the Green Day Weezer, stuff like that. So it, it just kind of blends that together. A lot of female singers as well that are just kind of taking it up over the top. Really love that big 90s hip hop fan. Uh just kind of grew up in that era. So that just kind of permeated its way into my oeuvre. Um, I, I do love some old classic punk as well. Really, really into the clash. Um, uh, and all of Joe Strummer's spinoff stuff that he did, which is not necessarily punk, but you know, uh, it, it's also just ridiculously great. Joe Strummer and the Mescaleros. It's more like world music. It's amazing. I also like some electronic stuff. Uh, Spongle, Infected Mushroom. I'm really into Big Wild right now. It's really good. They're playing at Red Rocks. I might go see him. Um, it, good, good stuff. So uh, 2000s punk, pop punk, hinted yes. emo, kind of what, whatever we, you want to call that. That. Yeah. that area. That era was very like formative for me. Um, weirdly, like I've got like a, a yacht rock sensibility to me too. <laughs> That's not weird. <laughs> That's not weird for you. I know. Uh, yeah, it's it's very suburban down to me. Um, but like that that 2000s punk, punk pop, uh emo kind of era just that's my sweet spot i think like i can hear those songs i go back to you know i think like motion city like everything is all right by motion city change music for me which we were we were both gonna go see that concert and i think both of us got covid is that right uh, <laughs> i got covid uh, I and i couldn't happened. go yeah, but yeah yeah but, um yeah. 
when I heard Ocean Avenue for the first time, uh, yeah. that that was a game changer for me. That's more like the punk pop punk um, mm-hmm. Blink. Um, yeah, just like that kind you were of a buzz kid. Huh? I was a buzz kid. You were a buzz kid. I was a buzz yeah. kid. I listened to a Fincher on the way to school every day. Yep. So that tells you everything to know. Bones Jackson, <laughs> breakfast item power rankings. Just give me a couple of the top, Craig. Waffles <laughs> are at the bottom. <laughs> it is pancakes. <laughs> so, no waffles. Craig, Craig and I are on the same side on this, but the one of the most vigorous debates we have between with Maddie and Chief Bearcat, waffles versus pancakes. Happens all the time. All Craig and I are on the right side of history. It's okay. Please continue. It's pancakes. It's pancakes. Bacon, eggs, I, hash browns. I don't need anything super fancy for, for breakfast. Like, I, I am – give me straight-up greasy diner, you know, pancakes. And now here's where Kent comes in over the top. And he's like, Craig eats the weirdest shit <laughs> for breakfast. He does. When we go – yeah. I've seen Craig order rice for breakfast, like, multiple it, times. Correct. All right. Well, how do we feel? All right. So, what do we feel about gravy? Just gravy. The just gravy. Is it sausage gravy? It's sausage, of course. Okay. 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 Yeah. I'm, of course. I like so sausage like, gravy. I feel like I, I feel don't like, like it to the level that you like it. Sausage gravy is the tier one breakfast item, and it like there's this place called Maple Street Biscuit Company that we went to in Mobile, Alabama. We loved it so much that we went like three times. And they have this thing called like the three layer cake and it's a pile of hash browns, Mm -hmm. a fried egg, Gouda Mm -hmm. cheese, and it's all Mm -hmm. covered in this spicy sausage gravy. It is one of the best things I've ever had in my life. Kent ate it multiple times. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how everybody fast forward. I'm not sure how Kent used the restroom after, <laughs> after eating this multiple times in the same weekend. Sausage gravy. <laughs> KC from KC. Who's the best tennis player at KCSN and why is it Craig Stout? It's, it's not me. Are you it's sure? It's not me. It's, I'm positive it's not me. You're built to be good no. at it. No, I'm not. You're no, tall. You can not. serve. You have good launch angles on your serves. You have length to cover the floor. It's Maddie. It's Maddie. No, it's not. It's clearly Maddie. How is it Maddie? It might be Maddie. He's almost as tall as me. And but he's stiff and rigid. Athletic. He is stiff and rigid. He can't run. Like, it, dude, he's a he just bags the end. <laughs> like, he's not changing directions. He's not reaching. He's not like. He's not handling a. He's not you know handling a racket well. Like, what are we talking about here? Now watch. So come to find out, it's actually Tucker. Like Tuck is like in the tennis Craig, player. Craig, I think you'd be really good at it. Um, BJ's kind of got that good at everything vibe going. Yep. Um, but it's Craig. I I'm not just saying that because you're here. Like that's one of those things. It's like if you say you're, if you think you're good, if you're good, if you're as good as basketball as you say you are, you've got some of the different movement skills that are going to make you better at tennis than all of us. That's all I'm going to say. And I'm not saying that I'm great at basketball. I'm just saying that I'm better than you. <laughs> <laughs> I. It's so funny the irrational confidence this entire group has about their hoop game, and I love it. I love yeah. that the bit's got to stay alive for a while. It Late, does. Late Y44, since so much was made about your hair earlier, what kind of hair product do you use, Kent? 
Finally, I, the best question of the day. I use whatever I can find at Target. I like a good pomade. I like a good pomade, some kind of just like it's I I don't have a preference. I don't spend money on my hair product. I genuinely don't. Okay. He says this the first time that we went to his house for the draft. Um, let's see, this was <laughs> your old house. Uh, it oh. was what it was me, Jake. Maddie kind of hanging out. I don't think it was Maddie. House. I think it was just you. Was it Jake. not Maddie? Okay, mm-hmm. maybe it was just Jake that went upstairs and had to use the restroom. And when he came out of the restroom, he was like, "Have you seen the shrine of hair products that's in here?" He was he was just absolutely floored by everything that you had in there, buddy. I for the like. All right, have you guys ever heard? You ever a buzz agent? No, I actually got some free hair care product to to do surveys and stuff on some stuff. That buzz age is not for, it's just for products. Like I get to review products and stuff like that. Gotcha. Uh, I bought hair product for the first time and it's like some guy with like a, like a skull and like, it's weird. It's like a weird, it's from, I, I think I bought it at Target, but I don't have a preference on my hair stuff. Big Dev, you are in an escape room with three NFL quarterbacks, not named Patrick Mahomes. Which three active NFL quarterbacks do you choose? Ooh. Kirk Cousins is one of them. Okay, Kent's going Kirk. I'm not going Kirk. I want. Um, I I'm fascinated. I feel like he's just so level headed. He'd be calm in like in that particular. Is he setting. gonna wear the brain cap the entire time? Because who cares? The man does. I pivoted hard on that moment right there. The Brit. The man. All right. Here's the thing. <laughs> I did Cousins. not have vitriol for Kirk Cousins. Then I saw that and I went, "What are we doing here?" Everyone's like, "Everyone's like, man, I respect Kirk Cousins." On. I just think Kirk Cousins is squeezing every ounce of ability out of himself. I think, like, they're talking about how tough he is. Like, I genuinely think he's just, he struggles to withstand contact. He's having to push through everything he possibly can. It affects him. Uh, He's having to do all this stuff neurologically to try to stay as ahead as he possibly can because he's squeezing every ounce of talent as as he can. I think he's a very bright individual. Uh, I think he's level-headed and he's doing everything he can. Like, he's a, he reads books, Craig. He's oh, a reader. What a- That's a high standard for the quarterback position. You think Patrick <laughs> Mahomes is reading War and Peace on a beach right now? No, he's playing. He's Do we playing actually golf. think that Kirk Cousins is sitting around reading War and Peace? Or did Kirk Cousins go, ooh, the cameras are on me. Here, let me pick no, up a I, book. I actually think Kirk is a reader. I think Kirk was being true to himself. I think that's just how boring. Also, he is. reading is is a thing that lots of people do. Like lots but of quarterbacks not, read. Josh I, Allen's not reading. Aaron Rodgers is reading. Josh Allen lot. is on my list. Aaron Rodgers is on Aaron, my list. Aaron Rodgers and, is reading. Aaron Rodgers is reading the wrong books. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Josh Allen's on my list. Aaron Rodgers is on my list, and I'm trying to get the just just because I want to see the. Baker Mayfield is on my list. <laughs> I just want the craziest amalgamation of people to watch them try and solve a puzzle. Like, because all three of them are going to approach the things drastically differently and maybe coming in in all kinds of different inebriated states. So for the most fun factor, I'm going with it. I might not be able to stand it by the end of the hour or whatever, 90 minutes, but I'm going to have fun for a little while there. The answer is like three backup quarterbacks. Yeah, probably. Like if you're trying to get out quick, it's the backups. It's it, like it, it's Blaine Gabbert, Nick Foles, <laughs> and yeah. It's case Case Keenum's Case Keenum is Ooh. getting out of there in five <laughs> minutes. Yep. Like 
That's the answer. Um, Aiden O'Connell. Kent's guy, Aiden O'Connell. My guy, Aiden O'Connell. Yeah. Uh, my favorite player ever. I'm just sad he's a, I'm sad he's a Raider. Zach Tuttle, are the Titans playoff contenders even after adding Hopkins? No. Nope. Moving on. <laughs> I, I know we haven't answered a lot of football questions lately, and that was a football question, but no, just plain and simple. No, he's signing for the money. The Chiefs but weren't sniffing that contract. They weren't. They weren't. Mike Vrabel, hell of a coach. They're probably going to be feisty for a little while this season, but no, they're not contenders they they can't run with the rest of this group there are two words in someone i wouldn't want in an escape room ryan Tannehill. Yeesh. that's just no they're not you're gonna good. say mike frabel that would no. also be scary yeah they're just they're not gonna be good they're not new hopkins doesn't change the trajectory because their quarterback stinks the right neither did julio no neither did, exactly. i mean like i mean exactly they're different players, different scenarios. I, I see that everybody's making that comparison right now, but no, it does not make them playoff contenders. Corey Peter, favorite moment from quarterback? Um, my favorite moment that I've gotten to so far. Uh, can't you go first? Um, I got a couple. Without, without spoiling, and this isn't big spoiler, but um, there was a moment where Mahomes was in a weight room with Bobby Stroop. Mm. And Mahomes kind of maybe pushed back a little bit on doing something Bobby wanted him to do. And Bobby just just said, Hey, like, trust me. You know, like I, you know, I don't know if he said trust me exactly, but that's kind of the sentiment. It's like, no, you're gonna be fine. You're gonna do it. You've got it. And it was just cool to see that dynamic with literally the guy that's at the top of his game, the half a billion dollar man, showing enough trust in a guy that's knew him before he was Patrick Mahomes and, you know, has been doing everything he can to help him. It was just cool to see that kind of dynamic and that kind of element to it where, you know, I mean, that's 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 pretty cool to see. You know, I don't think there's a ton of people that are – I mean, actually, I don't, I, don't think, I don't think that's fair to Mahomes, but, like, the fact that Mahomes is able to respond the way he did and mm-hmm. handle that dynamic the way he did was pretty cool. Um. A favorite moment that I've gotten to so far is probably uh, Lab Wednesdays. Uh, not, not just yeah. Because, you know, the lab. No, no, we gotta, but... we gotta move the show to we gotta move the show to Wednesday so we can. No, we don't. No, that's theirs. They, that's that's all theirs. Um, no, um, lab Wednesdays is cool. Uh, watching them kind of craft things, watching that. That's where the Andy Reid, the fifty-one percent, kind of comes from. His his, you know, thumbs down, thumbs up, depending on you know what gets brought to the table. But it's just them kind of spitballing ways to attack that week's defenses and that the ways that they're going to come to the table and try and create explosive plays, create new wrinkles and things like that. It's not just because Patrick was spending time figuring out how to throw the ball behind his back or double snap the ball like that one. I'm going, okay, we don't need to include that one guys. Like we, we just don't, but it was cool to see that. And then the way that Andy allows them to have fun and titles the same plays different every week to kind of feature, you know, the opponent that they're playing, you know, little digs at the opponent, or, you know, they said that they had, you know, an alien one named after, you know, for Sammy Watkins one week, because Sammy's really into aliens. Yeah. Go figure. You know, it's just cool to see, that happening and then to see you know marcus mariota kirk cousins 
drilling down on these similar concepts that are all named the same and you know these big long drawn out things it, it, it was still cool to see that side of things mm-hmm. but then to think about the fact that every week Andy Reid's coming to the table and going all right they, all those plays that we worked on last week they're all called something different this week you know it, it, it is wild to think about the crash course that it takes to absorb that offense week in and week out and to kind of get a peek into that was really really cool Episode four is incredible, and I think it shows the level of mental acuity required to play this position and shows the complexity of the game of football. For for all three of those individuals, yes. That yeah. gets extremely lost in the conversation of all this. Like, the sport is hard, and sometimes people try to simplify it way too much, and it's just not that easy. It This is a sport where someone is wrong on every play. Yeah. Figure that out. Always. <laughs> Figure that out. Someone is wrong. Someone is not doing their job on every single play. And we're going to, like, there should be less, I know for a fact this is mm-hmm. X and more, I think this is this. These are the clues in which I've used to acquire this opinion. Like, don't, don't. And. And so something could be so wrong on defense that it then looks like something completely different and gets everybody on offense to react to that in a different way, completely separate from the call, all because maybe a safety didn't hear it right and ends up spinning into the hook or something like that. Or or sometimes the safety's in a different coverage, but just decides to take his chance and make a play on the football. Who was that? Who was that that I saw on Twitter the other day? Yeah, Quandre Diggs. Diggs. That was a great example where he was just like, yeah, I I fully abandoned my coverage because I I saw this. I saw it on tape. I thought, hey, yeah. I'm going to cut this. If I get beat with this, I'm going to explain my why behind it. And my coaching staff is going to get on board with it. But stuff like that, it it is so many moving pieces to try and sit there and go plus minus on every single play. is just impossible. Impossible. Plus two minus two. Uh, (laughs) Stinky Casey. Do you think uh, the Chiefs try to extend LeJerry scene after CJ? Um, maybe i don't know we'll see like they have a ton of cornerbacks like that's where it gets a little bit tricky so like i think they'll try to extend them if they feel like it's a value for them to do it now but i don't i don't i don't know if like it's going to be like a market setting or a big deal that that i would agree with as a matter of fact i could even see (laughs) this need extension maybe happening week four like week four five six yeah Yeah, something like that where logerius comes out Things are clicking again. The young, young. Let's do quarter. it. Yeah, sure. They're playing well. He's playing really well. It's within the scheme. Spags just turns around and goes, "Hey, man, this this is who he's going to be now. He's going to be this level of player all the time. We got to pay him." And they do. I mean, it's the luxury of having three rookie corners, though. Too. It's nice. So. Yeah. Tucker asks, "How often do you eat toast?" Not often. Tucker, I'm, I'm guessing that Tucker eats toast a lot. But I, I want to know where this. I want to know the origin story of this. I, if I'm really hungry, sometimes late at night, I'll make some over easy eggs and put them on toast. Oh, that's different. Yeah, like once a month, maybe. I'll do over a little easy. Yeah. What's like wrong little, with you? Little runny. Little runny. Sunny oh. side up, baby. Let's go. It's it's like you know. It's a, it's a, it's a okay. little, you know, I, it's, it's a very light, it's a light fry on the other side. Let's just say okay. that. 
Okay. I, it's still, believe me, it's still running. It's running my, like my nose during allergy season. Uh. All right. What's the number one sandwich topping? This is from Tank the Frank. What's the number one sandwich topping? Number one seed on sandwich topping. I I mean, real mayo for me. I love a lot of things. I will eat a sandwich that has everything on it, literally everything on it except ketchup. But a real mayo is where I start. 10 times out of 10, every great sandwich that I have ever enjoyed, real mayo. Is there mayo on your Cubanos? I actually put it on the outside to toast the outside of the Cubanos. I was going to ask because, like, that's typical. That's not typically in the. I know. Uh, nope. Okay, it's how I get by with that one. Yeah, Craig. If I ever come to Colorado, that's like the one thing I want you to make me because I know you're really, 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 really. I'm going to make you Cubans and I'm going to make you jambalaya. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Say less. <laughs> I'll I'll be there Monday. <laughs> okay uh mayo is the correct answer bacon i don't think bacon counts as a topping honestly but you know a real i i appreciate a uh a really cold lettuce is a great contrast on a sandwich <laughs> no, dumb. no i know what you're saying it's just a weird way to put it <laughs> i know but it's true like it's the true. best like sneakily, uh, I'm mean, Craig. Craig can attest a good Jersey Mike's, like really cold lettuce, mayo, and then like a like a oil oil vinegar combination on there is just it's elite. No, yeah, no, I'm on board with that. Okay, yeah. um, I almost said like like a if you count a grinder salad as a as a topping, it's like all the great all the best it's all the best ingredients into one topping. Like that's the most that's a very maddy answer, but like that's I, I could go it's like mayo, it's literally mayo, cold lettuce, and like all oil and vinegar. Like that's what a grinder salad is. Chopped tomato. It's like, sure, okay, yeah, sign me up. Yeah. Um, all right, one more before we get out of here. NBA gem or NFL Blitz? Uh the correct answer is NFL Street. <laughs> no. The correct answer is NBA Street. Volume, volume two. two yeah but <laughs> i mean no um uh, between those two man i grew up when both of those came out i remember the well, impact well, it, okay hold on one of them stop. came out like no no one of them came out like late 80s early 90s and then one came out in like 97 you were Did, okay are you sure about that yes nba jam was like 90 early 90s yes yes it was and then okay. NBA NFL Street Blitz came out, like, or NBA Blitz came out, or NFL Blitz came out when I was like, right, it was like '97. Well, anyway, I, I was I getting ready to go into exactly? NBA Jam. I was getting ready. Yes, yes, I was getting ready to go into the fact NBA Jam had a big impact on um, just my video gaming life. I played so much NBA Jam, the Orlando Magic. Yes, I was that guy playing with Penny Hardaway, playing with Shaq. Like I, I really was into that game so 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 much so much so that when they re-released it you know um oh shoot when was that that was probably seven eight years ago um it re-released it with with newer players and all of that i bought it and played way too much of it again <laughs> i really like nfl blitz it's fun i liked nfl street better than nfl blitz so i i always kind of leaned that way but 
yeah, NBA Jam, I think if I had to pick between these two, is, is the one for me. NFL Blitz is the answer. Neither of these were huge in my rotation when I grew up. I was more of an NBA street guy. But uh, You're yeah. so young. So young and youthful. Yeah, it was also like, I don't think NFL Blitz was on PlayStation 1 or I didn't have it. So there's a little bit of that. Like, I feel like it was more of an N64 platform type thing. So, like, there's a little bit of that, too. It's kind of like having an Android right now, which I do. That's going to do it for 21 Questions. Thank you all so much. We appreciate you. We'll catch you later. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.